Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Keith over here, Broadcasting Live, Pensacola Business Radio. And uh, I have Vicki Patterson and David, I'm going to get this wrong, man, Costales. Ah, you even said it with a little accent too, huh? Uh, here from Invictus Knowledge Institute. So, uh, um, David, we met the other day at the, um, I 10 wired kickoff stuff. So, and this is a fairly new kind of thing going on, right? Yes, it is. And you're like, Hey, I'm going to rope Vicky into this right when she gets off the plane here in Pensacola. <laughs> and so here she is. So, um, welcome both of you and thanks for, for joining us today. Tell me what, let's just start at the top. What is Invictus Knowledge Institute? Invictus Knowledge Institute is an advanced technology research uh, development and training organization, primarily focusing on advanced training and uh, with an intent of meeting the needs of the technology gap that's happening across the world. And no. it's everywhere. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's, um, it's something that uh, businesses are just struggling with out there. They're not able to find enough people mm-hmm. with specific tech skills. And it's because the pace of technology is moving so quickly they can't keep up you know, the, the retraining and that mm-hmm. sort of thing that needs to happen specifically in the colleges can't keep up. So this is intended to be something that is going to help with that. But also the more philanthropic side of this is um, the, the desire to help people along the Gulf coast um, who need a chance at moving themselves out of poverty. Yeah. And uh, cause we've got a lot of smart people out there and a lot of hardworking, uh, very high morals kind of people, mm-hmm. but just can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. So the intent is to provide a huge percentage of our students with fully paid scholarships to get some training. And literally the special part of this is actually a target of 85% of those students to be placed into jobs using those skills. Very quickly too, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, why this and why now and why you? Why this, why now and why me? Well, um, this is the emotional side of this. <laughs> it does have, a, like I said, it, it started with a philanthropic uh, mission and uh, so January of last year, I came home uh, for a funeral mm-hmm. and, uh, well, and to visit my aunt who was terminally ill and um, she passed away, uh, came back in February for her celebration of life. And just like with many families, you see people at weddings and funerals they haven't seen in decades. So I did. Mm-hmm. And um, what I saw is that um, all the family that I love dearly, who I hadn't seen in many, many years, um, some of them, many of them. And what I saw is... My family is doing um, great, um, with the exception of a lot of them still kind of live in the same conditions mm-hmm. that we grew up in. For people that are local here, um, they'll know where this is. I grew up in the trailer park on the back of a car lot across the street from the fairgrounds. So mm-hmm. It was a car lot called Victory Motors. Um, had a great childhood, lots of um, happy times. But relative to today, uh, relative to middle class, mm-hmm. we were quite poor. Sure. And um, there are four of us in our family primarily that left out of here um, via the military and um, we're all doing a little differently, you know, do a little, doing a little better financially. Mm-hmm. Not, not, this is not a hundred percent across the board, but sure. this is a generalized statement about my family. And my guess is there's a whole lot of families across Pensacola in that same boat and along the Gulf coast, right. um, mobile everywhere. Um, so that's why. Um, so I started thinking about it in February on March. I was on a plane ride headed to Hawaii, Kauai specifically. And uh, I came up with the idea I'm going to start tra- giving some of my family members some mentoring and some training because I want to help them get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, then um, on that plane ride, very long plane ride, I wrote out the business plan for Invictus and uh, exactly how I was going to model it, 
which is what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. That was March of last year. In February of this year, um, we formed the uh, legal entity, which is a nonprofit uh, legal entity in the state of Florida. Which takes a year by itself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, physical challenge so, number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so well, there's two pieces. There's the the LLC nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We formed that. That's We're good there. It's legal. But the 501c3 thing is the thing that takes forever, as you said. So we don't have that designation yet, but the application's been in for yeah. months, and I uh, expect it to take a few more months yeah. to get us that. But um, we are... Officially, we're a legal um, nonprofit LLC is our designation. So we've made it real. Um, I spent the last year coming back and forth to Pensacola um, and uh, just checking it out, making sure that the community is ready for something like this. And the answer is, yes, the community is ready for it. Um, We're very aware of the gap. That's for sure. Yes. And, you know, I've heard most people talk about the chicken and the egg problem here Mm -hmm. where we can't get tech kind of companies or other companies that use a lot of tech people, we can't get them to move here because there's not enough tech talent. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't get tech talent to move here because there's not enough jobs. If one person gets a job, their family member can't get a Mm -hmm. job if they're in tech. So there is a chicken and the egg problem, but if we keep using that as an excuse, we're never going to fix it. But Pensacola is fixing it. I can tell you I've been in Austin for over 20, I don't know, 21 years. And Pensacola is similar to where Austin was mm-hmm. two decades ago in terms of the growth right. and the pace. And so I fully believe Pensacola is headed in that direction. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the intent is to get out there and help a number of people yeah. along the Gulf coast, um, to have a chance. Well, very, I mean, very cool, very noble, um, good cause in the fact that it's coming from, I can see the emotion in your face. They yeah. can't, they can't see it through the radio, but I, but I can. So, um, you know, as saturated as we are with tech and, and innovation and, and entrepreneurship and robotics here, well, shoot, here to Panama City, and then you got I-4 all the way down. I, I know I live in this world, but um, we should be spitting them out, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, um, do you think they'll ever catch up? Do you think you think technology will always outpace the education? I'm waiting for the day yeah. they just start implanting it, you know? I think it's always going to outpace. Um, yeah. Because... That's the rate. I mean, it's it's impossible to keep up. But I do think we can do better. Mm-hmm. I think that by the world, uh, but when I say the world, I mean, there's many organizations in the world that are turning to things like what we're doing at Invictus, which is basically a boot camp style training. Mm-hmm. It's not a college degree. And for anyone listening, you don't have to have a college degree to go do this work. Sure. Um, and so um, it's, it's just getting the cutting edge technology training. Yeah. And having um, application of those skills while they're learning it via internships. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, those internships, in many cases, will turn to real jobs. Yeah. So one of the best things I heard last year at, at uh, I-10 Wired was this was the last frontier, right? This is the mm-hmm. last This is the last industry that truly can um, bring somebody out of poverty or even bring you out of college and earning a, a enough money to actually Absolutely. sustain, pay off your debt. It is... It is open to anyone and everyone it is. who wants to learn it. It's it that's that's all it is. Yeah. You just have it's to have It's the industrial revolution all over again. It, it it really is. You just have to have the courage, the confidence, um, the motivation, yeah. the desire and the ability to stick with it even when it's hard and you feel silly. Um, because I've been there. It's like breakfast <laughs> on some <laughs> I, days, right? <laughs> you know, I, I can tell you, um, my college degree honestly has nothing to do with my success. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I've been in IBM for 16 years and, uh, I'm in an executive position and, um, 
my success is not because of my college degree. And in fact, when I was in college, I wanted nothing to do with computers. I took one computer class. Mm-hmm. I typed with a pencil. Yeah. Yeah. They love that one. <laughs> so, so the intent is, you know, the, you know, the, I guess the moral of that is that again, you're not, you don't need a college degree right. to know technology. And, um, you know, it's, it's so hard for some of the younger kids, even now, like, you know, my children who grasp the phone don't understand the power of a computer, yeah. right? Like a laptop, right? Yeah. So they're still playing on the games of the iPad and I'm like, you have no idea what's in front of you yeah. and, and trying to teach them, even to just trying to get them to wrap their head around something that big yeah. has been hard. Yeah. And then they see YouTube and I'm like, I want to do that. And I'm like, well, that's what I've been trying to tell you. You yeah. have the ability to do, yeah. right? So, um, stuff. so who's the, who are the, who's the group that you want to serve the most? Um, the, there's, there's really two and I almost say it's, it has to be equal to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one is people, um, that need training. Um, and you know, it could be people that, um, don't have a background in technology. Definitely. We're, we're going to focus on mm-hmm. those people. Um, and it also could be people that have a background in technology, but maybe they're not moving in the direction they think they need to be in, or the technology they know has become stale Sure. and they can't find a job. And so it's, it's both of those groups. But in addition to that, it's businesses. They are a focus for us. Mm-hmm. We need businesses to be successful. And we need those for three reasons. Number one, we need them to help identify what the gaps are that they're seeing. Right. I have been in the technology industry for a long, long time. I have a good opinion. But in terms of applicability to sure. the Gulf Coast, I may not be right. Right. So well, we, and it's going to be different to the guy down the street than it's going to be to me. It is. There's going to be variations everywhere. But in general, we need to have that constant feedback so we can make sure we're staying on the cutting edge. Mm-hmm. We're not going to just create these training and then, you know, two years from now, we're still doing the same stuff. It's not going to happen because right. then we're going to fail. Um, but we need them for, you know, input on the training. The second reason is we need um, them to, um, you know, pony up internship opportunities. And this will be yeah. the, a good chance. What's in it for the businesses? is they can get some low cost to almost free mm-hmm. um, uh, work from Never our students. Never turn down free labor. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, in the third piece of this, we need businesses. We are a, spon- uh, a, a nonprofit, so we're needing sponsors. Um, and that's a big part of, especially now, we're mm-hmm. in the startup mode. As time goes by, we will have paying students and we will have scholarship students. And the goal is to get to 40% of our students to receive fully paid scholarships. But we need um, business sponsors to help make that happen, which is basically we have a philanthropic mission to help the community. And that's really what the businesses right. will be doing. They'll be helping the community in that means. Yeah. Well, David was going around asking everybody for their old laptops the other day. I thought, man, what is that yeah. guy up to? Yeah, we need <laughs> Don't that. give that guy your computer. We, we need some good laptops. <laughs> so, but, but, but that's the kind of stuff you're talking about. I mean, just as much as everybody needs cold, hard cash, you're looking for used computers or laptops so that these students have something to work on. Yes. Yes. And uh, we've, reached out to several um we've got some potentials but you know people just need to be willing to give them up let to go us. of their data yeah <laughs> yeah they teach you how to do that right you delete everything <laughs> for yeah, yeah yeah or even uh, i mean can you do it with taking the hard drive out you guys can take a computer with the mainframe and all that stuff too right i mean yeah yeah you know so there's there's obviously there's options out there but um it is a, uh, I, I see you driving around now in a pickup truck, just kind of throwing laptops in the back as you, <laughs> you head down the street, man. Honestly, you'll take it, right? David's a yeah. resourceful guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it, you know, you go back, um, 10 years ago when I was on active duty in the Navy. Um, we used to go to schools and teach mm-hmm. and we used to ask for the military to give up their 
you know, back in those days, mm-hmm. they used to say, we're getting rid of these. Do you want them? So, you know, I partnership with several schools in different states, Colorado, mm-hmm. one of them, and they benefited big time. But, you know, today you can't do that yeah. because the government won't release those. But I'm hoping I got some corporations that I've reached out to and maybe they'll yeah. be willing to do it. So, well, and then getting in with the I-10 community as well mm-hmm. should, should help you. I mean, honestly, there's between the cybersecurity here, innovation, innovation codes, IT, you know, I mean, everybody has what, two or three laptops, you know, in, in this realm here because that's what they're working on. Yes. At some point, one of them's going to die, <laughs> right? To the point where it just needs to get fixed. That's when we can just call you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, okay. So what does a training program look like? I mean, if, if you enrolled tomorrow, what's, how does it unfold? So the training program is going to be built in building blocks. So we'll, we will, (laughs) so, so let's just say for a moment that we're going to choose cloud engineering, which by the way is high on the list Mm -hmm. as our first. I saw the article this morning about picking, how do you pick your personal cloud? And I'm thinking, yeah, it's tough tough stuff, but but everybody, everybody's wanting to go there. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons to go to the cloud. We're we're all consuming and storing massive amounts of data. And yeah. And so there's no sense in having everything, mm-hmm. you know, servers stuck in closets. Mm-hmm. It's I remember just, when 100 gigs was like huge, <laughs> yeah. right? Now I've filled a terabyte up in half a minute. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah so, so, so if we go <laughs> yes. and create, you know, cloud engineering as our yeah. first, um, is our first cohort of training that we will kick off by the end of September, as an example, um, we'll build that into building blocks. And the reason I say that is because we may have some people that come in and they've been, maintaining those servers in the closets for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. So they've got some tech skills, but they don't really know anything about cloud. Right. So those people, they can probably go to building block level three, right? right. But the people that come in, like some of my family, yeah. I have some very dear cousins here that um, want to get into tech. Um, those folks who, who they yeah. definitely know the iPhone and the iPad, but they're not right. into the then cloud you, you stuff. Show them where the start button We're going to have to start show them where the start yeah. button is, right? And that's where... Even if we had some old computers kind of things, yeah. you know, right? So, but in that case, you know, that that's how we'll start. Um, so that's that's kind of the, the tech side of this. The other side of it that's going to be critical to us producing very quality students is um, two things. One is it's it's not going to be online training. There's a ton of those out there. Yeah. I'm not going to try to duplicate that. Yeah. And I have my opinions on the. Um, There's something to be said about being present and in, in in person. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I will tell you hands that on experience. the hands-on experience is is tremendous, and having a, a, an instructor who's knowledgeable mm-hmm. is tremendous. I can tell you, um, uh, the person that's effectively the CIO of IBM Research has told me specifically, Vicky, when you do this, and she's an advisory to us, mm-hmm. by the way, when you do this, do not do online training. Yeah. She sits on uh, accreditation boards for various two different uh, accreditation organizations mm-hmm. kind of in the north- Northeast and very specifically says they have found in all of it that it's very ineffective sure. for produ- producing real knowledge yeah. that sticks. What gets measured gets done, right? Correct. Accountability. And so, and so, yeah. Very easy to tell your computer you're sleeping in as opposed to telling David is now going to take my laptop, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so fine, the, you don't need it. <laughs> so the point is that if if we don't do things to produce these quality students, no online training, for example, um, then we're not going to be able to hit that 85% job placement. Yeah. And then we're going to find some of the employers come back and say, yeah, the quality is not that good. Yeah. Right. And so we need, we're, we're trying to hit that and we want to produce quality yeah. students. Well, and, and in all fairness as well, too, I mean, the employer wants to not, I mean, you want to do continued training, but you want to do continued training, not necessarily 
having to, you know, I yes. don't want to bring on a headache, right? Yes. Um, and we don't want that. Yeah. Nobody wants to lose. Yep. I would think, and if people can start getting honest, maybe that, maybe the foundation gets a little bit stronger, right? Yeah. yeah you know, and, and one other thing I just want to mention on the quality students piece is this is important to the people that aren't in the tech world and really aren't in the business world or don't have jobs there. Mm-hmm. The other piece that we will provide, because there's a there's an amount of confidence that a person needs to be able to walk in and do a job like mm-hmm. this. And if you've never done that and you've only you know worked at um, Sears, mm-hmm. for example, your confidence may not be there. So we will be providing training that's going to help with that. It'll be a multitude of, of subjects, mm-hmm. but the intent is to help instill some confidence, sure. help, you know, business communication, soft skills, soft skills. Yeah. Um, how do you do you know, emails? What, what's it okay to yeah. say? What's okay not to say? No, no, no all caps mm-hmm. in an email, for example, you don't want to yell at people on email. So it, it's those kinds of things. So we're going to address those needs as well yeah. um, for the people that need them. Sure. Yeah. There is, there is, I guess, sort of uh, some underlying ethics, right? That yeah. I've totally violated, I'm sure at one point in time. But but you're right, and there there's some of those things you don't think about until you don't know what you don't know, right? So, exactly. Yeah. Um, when you get the news, you're like, oh yeah, I, I guess I could see how that. I always forget that uh, most of the world does not interpret what it reads like yes. I do, <laughs> and and I usually have lots of characterization to some of the words that are on my screen, which unfortunately sometimes sets the person up who sent it to me for real big trouble. But um, <laughs> but I can get that. I tell you what, one of the things that has always impressed me is. I don't speak the the tech language and and there is a there's a way that it flows and there's a way that yeah. a programmer can speak or a developer can speak and and then but what I have been able to do is translate and it's really weird because yeah. even though I don't speak it like I don't I don't write things that way I can I, somebody can come at yeah. me and Calvin is a big one of this and and he'll give me the techie thing of what it does and then I'm able to turn around and say okay this is the problem it will solve <laughs> And I think what you're saying there, the soft skills, the, the ability to, you got to leave the human element. Yeah. yeah. And, and so much of it has been removed that I think that's part of where the gap started from. It is. I can tell you a, a real life example that happened about six months ago. And this is one example of many. But um, um, I was working uh, with a team at IBM. We have lots of great intelligent people, which I love. That's why I've been there for so many years. But um, one of these guys, very young, awesome guy, very brilliant came from MIT, MIT, um, you mm-hmm. know, computer engineering graduate, mm-hmm. very, smart very, school. very, very smart networking software guy. Yeah. And so I needed him to create a presentation on his network software architecture and present it to our architecture review board. Mm-hmm. That was tough. You talk about the skills that he didn't learn in MIT. Right. And those were number one, he really didn't know how to create a PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he can write the code for it, he right? Could write the code, <laughs> but he didn't yeah. know how to, um, basically, take what he had written in the computer program and help people to visualize it on a PowerPoint chart. He didn't know how to do that. So that was one obstacle we had to get by. We even had to get by, how do you create a presentation? You create an outline at the beginning, you Mm -hmm. tell them what you're going to tell them, you tell them what you're going to tell them, and then you repeat what you're going to, you know, what you told them. I've heard that since college. (laughs) Yeah, right? And so it's just those simple things. Um, But simple to those of us who've been in the industry for a long time, but not so much to a person who's mm-hmm. um, either never been in the business world or a person who is very much a, an engineer type who's never presented. Sure. And then to, the final thing of it was when we actually went and did the presentation, um, we had to stop the presentation because he got so nervous. I'm not ex- exaggerating. He basically almost hyperventilated. We had to stop the meeting and calm him down. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't I want could... our students to ever feel that way. Yeah. So we want to help them with that. It's not easy speaking to a lot of people. It's um, not. And I think that I think we've gotten away from that. That's why so many people have a hard time with interviews, and then mm-hmm. they don't get a job. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they don't know how to. Because because my life is exactly <laughs> as it looks on Facebook, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Okay, so what is uh, what's the biggest thing that our community right now can do to help you? The biggest things, um, I would say, um, and we need businesses to get on board okay. and help with that chicken and the egg problem and just come up and say, how can I help? And right. we've got lots of areas to be help, you know, helping us in sponsorships. I would say number one, um, sure. as we get off the ground, you know, once we're moving along in a, and about, um, honestly, in the next couple, two or three years, we'll be pretty much self-sustaining without that type of thing. But the sponsorships are going to help us build what we need to build to get to a point where we can give out all those scholarships. And so uh, sponsorships, uh, hardware, yeah, um, and then just, uh, there's other help that we need, you know, it could be marketing help. It could okay. be, um, there's, there's a lot of different things, but are, are you only on operating in, in this community right now? So it's a good, I'm glad you asked that question. I found that I, I'm just, I have to say I'm overwhelmed, um, by the, um, the outpouring of support, mm-hmm. um, not only in Pensacola, not only in Florida, I, I work with people all over the world. And um, I will tell you that I already have um, a company and um, she's got an office in Maryland and Virginia. They already said that they're on board with providing internships. We're going to have remote internships for those Very students. Very cool. Um, I've got another person who's reached out in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It's a gentleman that started a company that did very, very well. He stepped back and his son's running it now. He said, I want to do for Hattiesburg what you're doing for Pensacola. There you go. And will you be, would you consider expanding to Hattiesburg? Of course, my answer sure, is yes. Sure. So I can tell you that my intent, and it has been since the beginning, is this isn't going to be just a Pensacola thing. Mm-hmm. We have to get it right. We got to start it somewhere, make it repeatable, mm-hmm. and learn as we go to make it better. But I do expect this. <laughs> we're, we're beta for everything, man. <laughs> yeah, That's <yeah>. awesome. <laughs> I do expect it to to be national, and yeah. and actually, I think it's actually going to be international. I've already talking started talking a, b- a bit with some folks in the UK as well. Very cool. All right. Well, if anybody's interested or they want to get any more information or get some stuff to you, where do we send them to? Um, you can send an email to info i n f o at invictuski.com, which is I-N-V as in Vicky, I-C-T-U-S-K-I.com. Or you can go to our website and uh, give us a call. There's a number there. There's also the email is there as well. Or you can flag Dave down in his pickup truck as he swings by there grabbing laptops. There so. you go. Um, <laughs> Dave, you can reach out to um, Dave. And at some point in the near future, we're going to actually have a revised website where you will see all of our team. We, um, I have to say I have to give kudos to this group of people that are, are really right now the staff mm-hmm. of Invictus and everyone is working for free. Sure. We have um, Dave, who is our director of technology education. We have Samantha Weaver, who has uh, stepped up to be our director of communications. Mm-hmm. She's upstairs. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we've got uh, Christina Reeder, who is our director of strategy and operations. Uh, we've got Rebe uh, Mayher, mm-hmm. uh, who is our director of community outreach. And uh, we've got Niels Anderson, who is on our board of directors. And we've got uh, Ashley Cawthorn, who is uh, also on our board of directors. And so these folks are taking time. She remembered all those names but had trouble with her link. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's great. That's, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. That's the important that's part. absolutely perfect. Those are the important part. Um, and we've got some advisory board members I'll just mention yeah. as well. Um, Lorraine Herger with IBM, uh, the, the person I mentioned earlier, and uh, Roma Govinadarajou. Uh, he is with Google. Mm-hmm. He used to be my uh, chief software engineer at IBM. Uh, I think I've seen him do a couple of YouTube. 
things. You, Seriously. You, you probably have. Yeah. He uh, is, when um, they first started all of that um, sort of video podcasting. You, you oh, very well. About, uh, they were interviewing developers and some of the some of the startup uh, guys, the capital investors and stuff. You, you could have. Yeah. Um, he used to be, um, I managed the IBM supercomputing program for 10 years. Um, Do you know Holly Payton? Does that name sound Actually, familiar? that name sounds very familiar. Yeah, let's talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but th- those are some of our advisory board members. And I definitely don't want to forget my husband, David Patterson, who is the co-founder with me and my uh, probably my biggest supporter and deals with me um, being mm-hmm. up early mornings and late nights and stressed out and how am I going to get this done and do a full-time job and be a mom and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So um, we have a, I just want to say thanks to all those people. And, uh, and I have to t- tell you, every time we have a public event or something goes out of the newspaper, more people call. Good. More people call the help. And um, that's, we just need that. And keep it coming. And if I don't respond immediately, you will get a response. Give me a minute, right? You got a, you got a couple. You, you will get a response, I promise. And if it's not for me, it'll be some from someone else on the Invictus staff. Um, we will respond, I promise. Well, very cool. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out. Thank you. I'm glad I was like, your second stop, I guess, <laughs> in the airport, other than the luggage bin. So, um, we got her some food. Yeah, food okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Now, so now you get to go have like some good food, enjoy the beach, and, and just eventually breathe. we for, still got for at least an hour before you go back to work. Yeah. Well, well I don't know. Yeah, David's thirty got minutes, me a, maybe. David's got me a full schedule for the rest of the day. Well, he's really, gonna get the but, most uh, out of you he can. I mean, you're only here for a limited time. Yeah, so. that's it. And I'm and I'm happy to do it because I'm you know this is this this. This trip is all about Invictus and, and also hopefully closing on our house next week and downtown. There you go. See, so, so she's cool. even, she committed. That's, that's good. So. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thank you again very much for coming in and, and we wish you the best of luck. And obviously we're here. So yes. you've got our contact and we'll be more than happy to help in any way that we can. Thank you. Guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us at our website at pensacola.businessradiox.com. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. Mm-hmm.